<laughs> that is some bussing corn, though. Good morning, afternoon, night, whenever the hell you listen to us. This is Drunk Discussions, and we're your hosts. I'm Paul. Hi, I'm Connery. He always fucks that up. And we appreciate you guys for tuning in to us. Uh, we have a fun, fun evening this today. So Connery is going to pretty much be taking over a lot because I am ignorant on this topic. But before we get to that topic, we had some interesting stuff happen over literally the last couple of hours. A ah, day. We'll go last day. Um, Connery, the man, the myth, the legend, went viral. He went viral, everyone, on TikTok. You might have seen it on your For You page, for all I know. Um, Connery, what, what the fuck happened, bud? All of a sudden, I was looking at it, and I just see 1,000 views, 5,000 views, yeah. half a million views, um, over half a million views. <laughs> I have no idea what happened. I posted a video... So let's, I'm going to provide some background context. I work in the construction industry and we've had 17 of our workers disappear. They've left the state. They're gone. Like Jimmy uh, Hoffa, just like no longer gone and just gone, gone. Uh, they're like, we're not going to get a felony. We're not going to be deported. We're out. I was like, Ooh, what's going on? Well, for those that don't know, DeSantis passed Senate bill 1718, 1718 states that any company with over 25 employees is going to have to do a e-verification system. Now we verify all of our employees. However, it's not as strict as the new system is. Um, basically if you bring us documentation and it passes the system, so be it. You're, you're an employee, you know? Um, we do it by the book. Now the book's changing and the book now says, if you are, if, if you got that flea market license, <laughs> we'll know you're going to jail. It's a felony. And then you're getting deported. And the next time you try to enter the States, we're going to put you down, you know? Um, so anyways, I vented about it. I said, I, I, it was fully satire. It was fully sarcastic. The Just entire video. Reading, reading some of those comments, not a lot of people got them. <laughs> so it's your local is. Floridians, right over their head. Yeah, well, they're not that smart anyways. But anyways, I thought it was a very well thought out rant about how the food industry is going to lose cooks. Hotels are, not, uh, hotels are closing because like the cleaning ladies are gone or uh, people that just operate the hotel gone, which means tourism starting to die. <laughs> the tourist state is no longer able to support tourism. And then, uh, you know, the construction industry, the fields. And then I'm thinking about it. What like I do, I go down a rabbit hole and I'm like, what's going to happen once these businesses close down? Well, the same thing that happened when all of these houses got bought up really cheap and then prices started to rise. Um, BlackRock, Vanguard, and Zillow, all those major corporations are going to continue to move into this country or this state and buy it up uh, because, well, it's a closed business. They'll so probably get it pretty cheap. And now the owner of that farm is now going to be the worker of the farm. He's going to get bought out and just be the worker, right? Did you just fucking chug out of the bottle? We I haven't did. even talked about what we're I, drinking on. What I, are you drinking on? We'll get, I was figuring we'd get to that eventually. Um, but anyways, yeah. it was a rant. And right now... Uh, the video itself is at 648,000 views with over 56,000 likes on it. So I would, I, I guess, classifying that as People viral. People are duetting this motherfucker. His yeah. ugly ass is getting a duet. Yeah, I'm getting duetted. I, oh, I didn't even up. know that was a thing. And I gained over 2,000 followers from one video. I was like, this that's is great. Matt, it this didn't happen nice. to the podcast, but we'll get there. 
So with that being said, we're going to go on to what happened to the rest of our week uh, right after this. Let's go ahead and roll that intro. Slam this corn cob right into my face. What happened was we, were, we got caught up in a drunk discussion, and then he burned the bacon. Where we talk about everything and know nothing. You know what I mean? So it's, it kind of seems like a win-win-win. Here's Gerald. Come <laughs> on, everybody, I'm dead. <laughs> Just draw a dick on it. It's not offensive. It's a dick. Everyone's got a dick nowadays. You can tell me more, because I don't know anything about it. Oh, a Flapper's a 1920s dancer, you motherfucker. <laughs> um, got a lot of bagels. I like my bagels. Chug 30. Cheers. Salute. I mean, this shit's free, right? Monday morning. Time on it. We're back. <laughs> yeah, we're back. Thanks, dude. <laughs> I'm laughing because this man just gobbling down a corn cob real quickly off camera. <laughs> Look, sometimes you gotta. Oh, I'm, kernels are coming out. Sometimes you just gotta satiate the senses. Satiate. Uh, speaking of your senses, what you speaking. drinking on tonight? Oh, um, I went. So I was like, ah, oh, people, people in the comments were like, this dude's a Republican. He's trash. He's the one that voted these fuckers in. I was like, you, you obviously don't understand scar- sarcasm. Rewatch the video. And then they rewatched it and then deleted their comment. I was like, yeah, you're an idiot. Cool. So I went whiskey tango. I ended up, I wanted to feel white trash. So I picked up a four pack of Pabst Blue Ribbon in a can <laughs> and buzz balls. <laughs> this is the cocoa chiller buzz ball, not sponsored. Um, I can literally hear the acid indigestion in your gut forming as we speak. <laughs> it is thick. Yeah. Actually, the cocoa chiller tastes like uh, Yoohoo. No, it not that. It's like a They're alcoholic. So Yoo-Hoo. gross. I, last one I've had, I literally almost threw up immediately after chugging it. No, this is um, this was delicious. I'm loving this. So I'm drinking on the good old Colonel Taylor door pick. Can't ever get wrong with my Taylor. And I'm honestly, yeah, I'm drinking out the bottle. Uh, we have no water right now because we're redoing our bathrooms. Uh, and my mom left me a nice, beautiful gift in the downstairs bathroom because there's no water. So I walked in there and there's no toilet upstairs. And well, sure as shit, there's shit in the toilet. Uh, <laughs> I was like, thanks, mom. Right before I record. This is great. She didn't uh, wrap it. Yeah, with a bow tie, actually. Oh, that's gross. Like, here you go, son. Fuck you. Um, but regardless, I'm just going to drink out the bottle today. It was a weird weekend. All in all, Connery is getting fucking famous, and I made a very dumb purchase, but I love it anyway. I got myself a new boop noodle. I got a snake. Another snake. You know, there's been two confusing topics today. One is a boop noodle, and the other one is a message I just got on my phone that said, how is Pap's Blue Ribbon white trash? And if I offended the white trash community, I am sorry. How is Pap Blue Ribbon not white trash? Excuse me? Hippies love it. Well, not hippie. Hipsters love oh Pabst Blue God. Ribbon. Mm-hmm. Drake, anyway. wh- there, that's whale piss. <laughs> there's Pabst whale Blue piss and then there's you. Yeah, literally. Garbage beer. Regardless. Not hating on your choice, but I wouldn't drink Pabst. My brother does. Yeah, this um, stuff right here. Good old Pabst Blue Ribbon with the turtle killing uh, How dare you system. kill the maturtles? The maturtles live in your backyard. Uh, well, kind of. God, I've got corn kernels stuck in my teeth. All right. Anyway, okay. so, so your let's mom, jump. Yeah, your yeah, mom okay. dropped a bomb, right? 
Yeah, thanks, mom. That's the best way. And be like, what the fuck? Why are you talking about my male movements? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's also talk about the bomb. Uh, I'm not talking about the one that, you know, showed the sun to Japan. I'm talking about a testing area, right? Um, oh. I, I stumbled down kind of a hole with, and, 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 let's be honest, we, uh, I do that a lot, right? Um, I haven't broken my ankles rolling down these, but uh, I found something that was kind of funny, and then I found some conspiracies. So let's get into it. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Johnston Atoll. So the Johnston Atoll is an island. Uh, most famously, uh, you've seen like the intro to Godzilla, right? Yes, you I see, have. you see the bomb going off over the water, and there's like a yeah. camera on the on the shore. Yeah, it's where we did our our like in World War II and stuff. After we did our nuclear testing facility, it's like we dropped them out there, had a bunch of ships mm-hmm. to see how it would handle out there if a nuke went off out in water. Yeah, yeah. So that's essentially the same area. So the Johnson Atoll is now uh, labeled as a national wildlife refuge. So this is a little bit about the island. Uh, so it's a U.S. U.S. national wildlife refuge located in the Pacific o- Ocean, southwest of the Hawaiian Islands. The atoll is composed of four islands, Johnston Island, Sand Island, North Island, known as Aku, and East Island, Hikana, which I fucked those both up. I'm sorry. Um, I'm, there's more in this that I'm totally going to fucking butcher it, by the way. Um, the atoll was discovered in 1796 by the American ship Sally and was named after Captain James Johnston. The ship's commander, uh, in the early 19th century, it was used as a stopping point for ships traveling between Hawaii and U.S. mainland. The atoll was claimed by both the Kingdom of Hawaii and the United States under the Guano Islands Act of 1856. You know what guano is, right? Yeah, it's shit. Yeah, it's shit. Speaking of which. Uh, no. <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, so it allowed U.S. citizens to take possession of unclimbed islands containing guano deposits. I learned that. That was a cool fact. If the island is covered in shit and it's not claimed, you can claim it because poo. Because poo. I have no idea why. It's just you can't. So in the 20th century, Johnson Atoll was under the control of the U.S. military. During World War II, it served as an airbase and a refueling depot. It was later used, though, for nuclear testing and as a storage and disposal site for chemical weapons. The military presence on the atoll had significant environmental impacts, including nuclear fallout and contamination from chemical weapons. Godzilla. Godzilla. Uh, So Johnson Atoll was established by the National Wildlife Refuge in 1926 by President Calvin Coolidge, which is a president, let's be honest, nobody remembers or talks about. Um, Isn't, I don't want to be that guy, because I know there's a lot of presidents from Ohio. Isn't he from Ohio? I don't know. I'm reading. You look that up. I will. (laughs) <laughs> uh, designate you uh, to protect seabirds and uh, marine wildlife. However, Just call me Jamie. Okay. Uh, however, during the military's control, the refuge was not managed according to the traditional wildlife refuge standards. The military facilities were closed in 2004, and the atoll was returned to the control of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. Today, Johnson Atoll is one of the most remote wildlife refuges in the world. Its islands are important nesting uh, sites for seabirds, and the surrounding waters are home to a variety of marine life. The refuge is not open to the public, and access is strictly controlled to protect the fragile ecosystem. Now, Yeah, they have blue boobies out there. I know. Every time when I... So when I was like... I was probably 12, 13. You know, Google was still kind of in the... Early, that's, that was the early days. Uh, yeah, I mean mid mid days, of. but yeah, not. I feel you. Yeah, um, early two thousands. Um, 
those were the days you type in boobies and thinking you like, oh, I get to see boobies. And it was just a bunch of blue footed birds. And you're like, oh, those fuckers got me. Um, anyways, so why why are we talking about Johnson and Toll? Is there conspiracies there? Yes. Is that what I really wanted to talk about? No. Uh, oh, so there's a there's a different loophole here. Uh, dear husband, uh, my wife is in the comments. Dear husband, I'd like a buzz ball. Sincerely, your wife that made you the bomb ass dinner. I do have one left over. I'll save it for you, honey. All right. Anyways, uh, so the reason why Fucking I wanted to Lauren. talk about it is I was I was on Google Maps trying to figure out where the fuck I could move to. Right. I was like, what remote island can I just buy a piece of property and gentrify? Right. Um, yeah, that's the word we'll use. Yeah, <laughs> it's coloring. He's colonizing that bitch. <laughs> yeah. I was like, let's go see what's out there. I was like, there's there is in Hawaii. And then I was like, wait a second, what's this island? And I scrolled in and it was the Johnson Atoll National Wildlife Refuge. And then my favorite number. 69 is how many reviews people have left on this island oh no yo what's up yo i'm happy yo man i'm happy uh anyway so the reviews are fucking hilarious hilarious so scared servant jason so for some reason people are talking about an ant i have no idea uh but anyway so there's this one review that was left two months ago says great visit went on a hike through the ocean floor beware of the ants that have colonized the island they are a very large ant genetically mutated ant my tour guide showed me a seven-legged donkey, which was from Detroit, but originally was brought here. Very interesting. It now wanders the ocean floors around this refuge. Ten out of ten. They sell onion rings here, but watch out for the spy pigeons that roam the land in these areas. Be careful. This location does not allow milk. They made me leave my carton of milk at the entrance. Along the hike, we ate turkey. And Mr. Johnson... Uh, people are saying Mr. Johnson, but it's Johnston. Um, right. Anyways, gave me a turkey leg. This location have ant, very large ant. My tour guide was attacked by ant, but we were able to outrun the ant. Big ant, scary ant. The largest ants here weigh about 40 pounds each. Mr. Johnson gave me turkey legs and eight ants. <sighs> Anyways. That's only uh, three. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the ants on the island. So another review by Austin McLaren three months ago. The ants on the island. And a lot of people talking about ants. I feel like there was a... Uh, like probably a video or something that went viral where everyone went on here and started talking about ants, but I couldn't find where that came from. Uh, another funny review. I seem to have brought an ant back in my luggage. I thought it felt heavy. Trying to find out what was done with my clothes. Uh, it appeared fruitless, and Mr. Johnston is no help. He's refusing to foot the shipping for the ant to go back. I'm not made of money. I am now having to spend my precious spare time knitting woolly jumpers since here at uh, since I'm here in Scotland, the temperature is not what the ants like. I haven't removed all the stars because I'm getting better conversation from the ant, whom of which I have named Dave, than I do my husband. Uh, she's left a two out of five stars. Dolly Bird. Uh, I do implore you to read these reviews. There's 69 of them, so you've got a little bit of good time. Uh, I got to try out my new Geiger counter nuclear radiation detector. Uh uh, let's see. You can buy it on sale for $73.99 on Amazon. I was so glad to have this with me. Started detecting levels of radiation. Made my penis tickle. <laughs> with his luck in a hump and grow. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, day 007. Help. Also, the nocturnal big ants are attacking me. Luckily, an ant named Jeremy helped me through these tough times. See, uh, all I'm thinking about is when they're talking about these giant ants. Have you ever seen the the movie Storm or er, Stormtroopers? 
Is that what it was? Uh, Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers, yes. I just think about giant insects coming out of this island and just tearing people up. My father had the DVD, and I remember vividly the shower scenes. Yeah, you just wanted to see titties. I, look, what 12-year-old boy didn't want to see a pair of tits? You're not wrong. And yeah, you're not wrong. I'm also now going to be 30 next year, and I still love seeing tits. So nothing's changed. Big 3-0 coming around the corner. Whoa, holy shit. Peach Chiller Buzzball is not like chocolate Whoa, at all. Oh, you told your wife you would save that. I have another one in the fridge. I bought three. Oh, uh, okay. Yep. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Just making yep. sure, Lauren, I, I got your back on that one. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, I, again, I do implore you, just type in Johnson Atoll National Wildlife Refuge. There's hilarious reviews. Uh, you know, just go take a look at them. There are conspiracy theories. Of course, conspiracy theories are going to happen. So let's hear these conspiracy theories. So there's two. Uh, so, so two conspiracy theories that I could find, one of which I'll definitely dive into because there are some books related to the island. Because um, I, I was like, let's see if I can find something that's definitely, um, you know, has some good finding, good backing behind it, right? I wanted, I wanted live accounts because, let's be honest, it was a military operation. People that were in the military back then uh, didn't just eat crayons. They also wrote books. Right. Uh, with those crayons um then people stopped learning how to read and then they started eating them fuck off <laughs> so anyways let's start with the first one uh secret military experiments given its history some theorists speculate that the u.s government has used the toll for secret experiments or activities these include speculations about biological and chemical warfare testing clandestine nuclear experiments or even activities related to extraterrestrial research um, now, there is conspiracies out there that states that since the island is not open to the public, it's the perfect proving grounds for testing um, high, uh, basically alien technology. And it's in the middle of the Pacific, not like anyone's watching it. Um, and then there's an underground facility where they store China. China. China's always watching. Actually, it would probably be Japan in this case, since it is pretty close. Um, and nuclear and chemical cover-ups is the other one. Some people believe that the effects of nuclear tests and chemical weapons storage have been downplayed and that the toll is significantly more contaminated than officially reported. There are also theories suggesting that the government is covering up the long-term health effects on military personnel who are stationed on the toll. So but there's actually I, people stationed there? or you, I thought you said it was like uninhabited, just a wildlife area. So back in 1926, Coolidge did say, hey, stop it. However, in... Um, Oh, let's see what year in the 1950s, there was a project that was being performed out there and I'll get into that. And it's based off of one of the books, um, that I found related to it. Uh, yo, I appreciate the, uh, uh, the shout out, yo, uh, yo man, I'm happy. Uh, be sure to subscribe when you go live every Saturday. Um, so yeah, books related to it. So I did find five books kind of related to the islands themselves uh, involving military personnel. Not really biographies in the sense, but some of them are. So there's five books. The History of U.S. Nuclear Arsenal by James N. Gibson. The book discusses various nuclear testing sites, including Johnson Atoll, Proving Grounds, Project Plowshare, and The Unrealized Dream of Nuclear Earth Moving by Scott Kirsch. The book provides a history of nuclear testing in the U.S., and some of it includes information on the Johnson Atoll. 
Toxic Archipelago, uh, a history of industrial disease in Japan by Brett Walker. While not directly related to Johnson at all, the book does provide some comparative prospects on how the military and industrial activities can impact isolated island environments um, and Pacific Islands environment and society. But one of the books that I went ahead and I did a quick uh, skim, if you will, uh, because it caught my attention was Proving Grounds, Project Plowshare. Um, Anyways, what do you got for me so far? So I'm looking at this this Johnson Atoll and like looking at the location. Um, it's about you know it's a little southwest of of Hawaii, and I was kind of wondering. I was like, how close is this thing to like the the Galapagos? And it's it's not. It's not really close to it. I was really kind of hoping for because you, when you were watching, you got up Godzilla. You see the iguanas, right? Those iguanas in the beginning are only for are only shot and only found in. The, the Galapagos. So I was like, oh, maybe they have something similar. No, it was just movie magic and I was kind of upset about it. Um, but well, yeah, I'm sitting here. I know. I was, I was like, man, maybe they have these kind of cool things, like cool stuff that they do. They have cool uh, wildlife there. Um, but this isolated island has been under control for, like you said, 70 years. Um, and they've done a, apparently not just nuclear testing, but they've done naval battle simulations. So like ships go out there, they have like war battles with you you know uh, you know with each other with a u.s you know military uh and and or allies there's a lot of training there's a lot of sunk ships in that area because what they use is they put ships out there that are somewhat similar to the enemy's ships and then basically figure out the weakest target points to go ahead and sink those ships so i just throw bombs at it um, which is, which honestly, I'm not mad about because when you sink a ship or you put things down there, you're just creating more reefs. So like, it's just gonna make awesome reefs out there. Um, I don't think we'll ever be able to dive it because of the radiation, probably. But who knows? You know, it might be, might be possible. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't just. I wouldn't go that far out to go dive anything really. But here's my thing. So right now, as of now, the only people that can go out there and set foot on this island is if you work for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services. So you're I saying... want to apply for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services so I can go out here and I want to see this island, like, for real. Um, it's honestly very oddly shaped. Have you looked at the, the image of it from above? Um, yeah, there, so basically every island in the area does have a uh, landing strip on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, for during World War II, that makes sense. And then you have the natural reef as a barrier. So that since it's an atoll, you have this reef surrounding it. It's encircled. And then you have the Johnston Island, which is the largest. And then you have the other three small ones, which I'm not going to even try like you to pronounce because I'm going to absolutely murder them. Um, But I guess my question is, is why? I mean, if the radiation levels have been tested and they say they have and they're not to uh, to a point of where it's harmful to us. And there's already landing strips out there. There's already buildings for the landing strips out there. Why not have a person or two stationed out there from the fish and wildlife or where or government, whatever, to do constant research to like well, study these birds and other things and, and weather patterns and so on and so forth? Like, why not? Well, I would imagine they do have uh, buoys, right? Buoys are typically what you're using for weather monitoring and stuff like that. But it gives yeah, people. Yeah. To give people context, the closest like major civ- population of civilization to this island is over 900 miles away, and that's Honolulu, Hawaii. 
Like, and that ain't a major population. That's there's a population there, but it's let's be honest, mainly tourism. And then you know you do have your locals. Um, but this is the middle of fucking nowhere. <laughs> like, uh, there's nothing around. But, but the island itself is gorgeous. I mean, it's literally like there's a high point hills, mountain like high point. There's bunkers. Um, that like you said, the airstrip, palm trees. They have the not just the blue footed booby, but the red footed booby is also there as well. Um, and then here's your ants. They have a high, um, you know, population of red fire ants and Johnson, which is a type of fire ant only found on this island. So maybe that's why the ant kind of lingo is came coming into it. Someone found these ants and they're like, let's make a joke about ants now. That would make sense. That would make sense. Let's talk about Project Plowshare. What's Project Plowshare? How about I plow you your share? I was waiting for a stupid joke. Uh, so, so let's go ahead and start with some background. Uh, so what are some scientific political factors and other things like that? So Project Plowshare was established in the late 1950s during the Cold War. And as part of a larger effort to develop nuclear or sorry, to develop peaceful uses for nuclear technology, the program was motivated by the belief that nuclear explosives could be used for earth moving and excavation, such as building canals or harbors. So they were basically like plowshare. Let's go ahead and see if we can plow the earth to With create nuke. Canals. Exactly. I'm sorry, but like, ex- what? Yeah. So the political context, this? though, All was I shaped think of, by... Before you, before you get on that, I'm sorry. Yeah. Before you get on that, when you think of that, did you ever play Fallout? I did. Like Fallout. Remember the mini nukes where you, they were like, you could just launch a mini nuke from your shoulder? Yeah. Is that what they were trying to go at? They're like, launch a couple mini nukes over there. We're going to plow that area, make a canal. I'm guessing. So I'll get into that. I'll get into that. Okay. So the, there was technical challenges, right? How do you contain? How do you direct? How do you do all of that? Um, go whip out your dick and people. Um, so I'll just let people, listen I was to trying to be like quiet, but no, no, actually take us in there with you so we can hear. No. Uh, so let's talk about, you probably smell it too. That's fucking hor- horrendous. Um, so scientists did use nuclear explosives for excavation by placing the explosives in a cavity drilled in the ground and detonated them. The explosive would create a shockwave that would move the earth and create a cavity. However, the many technical challenges associated with this process, including the safety of workers, the public, and the need for precision drilling, and the difficulty of controlling the size and shape of the cavity. Um, so something that a lot of, you know, even other scientists, they really weren't thinking about the different compacts, uh, like how compact the area was, the different type of um, sediments that were involved. Uh, there's just so many different factors that went into it that if you were to drop a bomb or if you were to blow a bomb up in a cavity... Uh, essentially, uh, let's just say you, you do it around a concrete box. It's not going to be as big if, if, if it was a sandbox, right? Um, so there was a case study done though. The Johnson toll was being that it was a remote island. They went ahead and chose it for project plowshare. The goal was to create deep water Harbor, uh, to create a deep water Harbor by using nuclear explosives for excavation. However, the project was beset with technical problems, uh, and very, very costly. The island was left heavily contaminated with radioactive materials, and the environmental impact of the project was seen as unacceptable. It played a significant role in the decision to end Project Plowshare. Um, other than, you know, basically the hippies, because, I mean, we're talking about the 50s, but a lot of people that were working the islands did end up having issues as well. 
which I will end up getting into. Uh, there were several factors that contributed to not only the, the termination of it, but also the ceasing of nuclear bombs going off. Was it a good piss ball? It was a solid pee. It really was. You should probably get that check. It should be a liquid. I said solid pee. Oh, so I... Fuck you. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, Where was I? Little nukes and hippies. Little nukes and hippies. Uh, <laughs> so environmental concerns, public opposition, and changes in government priorities. So government basically said, hey, nah, fuck that. We don't care about peace. We just want to blow people up. Uh, that's basically it in a nutshell for Project Plowshare. Um, yes. I mean, that makes sense, though. Like, it, wouldn't, it couldn't be feasible. Like, it really couldn't work, I feel like. Because not only, like you said, you know, loss of life, but at the same point, it wouldn't, it would be a long time before anything would grow, right? Um, sorry. Uh, what was that? that Wouldn't was it be a long like if you used it for Project Plasha? You're using these explosives, right? Right. To clear areas, in a sense, in a short term. Quick. Well, that is a disgusting buzz ball. I don't know how you just did that. Your face changed wrong. colors. Ugh. I felt that and I tasted it. Oh. oh, cheers, buddy! Cheers! Oh, to wait, that here. One. Let me let me actually wipe it down with a good old Paps Blue Ribbon. Good old PBR. Good old PBR. I'd rather have a Bush Latte over that any day. I don't care what you say. I do love Bush Lights, but those are one of them Anheuser Bush products. No, I'm kidding. I'm not getting into that fucking bullshit. But regardless, if you're using these explosives, wouldn't it be a while before you could use and grow or make? be able to cultivate anything of significance where it could use any value to us. So, and I thought about that. I was like, you're not going to be doing it on land. The best place that you'll probably end up doing it is just in the water to create trenches for, you know, cargo containers, right? Probably really good for separating pieces of land and creating a major, uh, like, uh, what's that canal that was man-made? Big-ass canal allowing The passage. Panama Canal? that one doing other other shit like that you know where else would we do that like the panama canal is the, like the largest canal ever taken into consideration and it was on the smallest strip of land between both major oceans like nowhere else on earth could you be like let's build a canal here well i mean yeah no you could easily so here's here's a god i can't believe i'm about to say this out loud say it Here's what you could do. So if you're looking at the map, right? You've already got the Mediterranean Sea, which is huge for shipping, right? Mediterranean Sea and the Black Sea, when it comes to shipping, is fucking massive. Right. But if you're wanting to be able to ship to India from, let's say, Ukraine, right? You're having to go through uh, the, a, a canal in Istanbul, right? You have to go through Istanbul. You have to go down, and then you have to uh, cut through all the way through fucking, what is this? Uh, Egypt and Jordan, right? You have to go through there. Then you got to go through uh, the Gulf of Aden, then past the Arabian Sea, and then boom, you're in India. Here's my uh, proposition. Just blow up Iraq and Syria. Make a big chasm right through it. Didn't we already do that? Oh, or I guess I should say oil. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyways, that was a horrible. I can't believe I said that out loud. <laughs> it's it's I'm terrible. Sorry. You're, you're going to a certain place in hell for people like you. Just turn Saudi Arabia into an island. 
Uh, people that are very familiar with maps. Are you saying about oceanfront property in Arizona? <laughs> oceanfront property in Baghdad. Oof. Oh, so you're. I'm pretty much. So like you're you, just you saying to go through about, the. Though. Oh, I get it. Oh no no. Yeah, I, I, go I, through I Iraq, Syria, Kuwait. Yeah 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 yeah. So basically, connect the Mediterranean Sea to the Persian Gulf. Yeah. But you're literally blowing up one of the largest deltas on the planet Earth. Yeah. Because, like, right next to the, the, the Iberian uh, Peninsula going into the Red Sea is, I don't know, a very major river called the Nile. Oh, so yeah, like, I guess that is there. Well, just yeah. widen it. Allow, it. allow bigger passages. It's already the widest delta on the planet. Oh, so it, it, it can handle... Oh, yeah, it can handle those ships. Yeah, we'll go with that. I don't know. I maybe mean, make it make it straighter, you know? <laughs> but, I mean, there, there already is a canal there. It already is connecting, you know, right, the fuck. port. But, I mean, you can make it wider. I get what you're saying. But, like, Here, here's nowhere else on the Earth. Caspian, the Caspian Sea. You could connect that to the Black Sea and the Persian Gulf. There you go. You didn't think about that, did you? I mean, at least you didn't say the Dead Sea, so that's fair. No, nobody wants to fuck with necrophilia. Necrophilia in water is just oh shut up. Uh, uh, you could get rid of Quebec and mix the Hudson Bay back into you know the like like Erie and everything. But then yeah. here is the problem with that dipshit. You're intro you're introducing salt water to the largest freshwater body lakes on the planet. I think we should look. The Earth is already fucked. Let's fuck around and find out. <laughs> yeah, who who needs fresh water, dude? Fuck that. I don't need that shit. If I ever try to run for government, they're gonna pull up this video and be like, "This man obviously does not care about the environment." Yeah, and they're definitely gonna snip it so it sounds way worse than it is. Oh, for like, sure. That was out of context. Um. Okay, get rid of San Diego. That way, you can easily have more efficient shipping from. Uh, Puerto Libertar, Libertar, I don't know, uh, to Los Angeles. You just you, you cut off the Baja California, sir, where there's a lot of surfing, it's actually. Just straight, just straight blow up the most, I don't know. Volatile, you know, the most volatile fucking crust on the planet where like most earthquakes happen because you have two major plates hitting each other let's just drop a nuke there what's the worst that could happen what do you think would happen though if nukes were like let's Dropped say onto that, the, the, no, no, that fault let's say medieval times right let's introduce oh, God. The, the i like worst, this i like this where this is going uh, let's just type talk hypotheticals before i talk about these other books hypothetical question yes. let's say you introduce the worst weapon of mankind in a different period of history, right? And and it's still like technologically, the civilization, everything's the exact same. You just introduce a nuke and you give a country it, right? What would you do? Ooh, for a, a bomb dike bar. I don't know where I was <laughs> going with that, but so like let's okay. Well, there's multiple time periods where this could be absolutely interesting. So we'll do three. Let's do three time periods. All right. And I'll throw them out there. And I want to think, see what you think. Yeah. How people would react. All right. First time period. The Bronze Age. Okay. So we're looking at ancient Greece. Like ancient Greece. 
not like you know classical greece ancient greece so bronze age we're talking you know people are running around with skirts and have bronze swords and helmets mm. what do you th- how do you think people would react if they just all of a sudden saw the sun <laughs> they'd probably end up worshiping it probably i mean uh, let's be honest anything anything or until the, they, like, the Moscow, they would think like that like zeus is striking them down and like they're they've they're fucked and they're like all right you know what our time has come um but if it happened to somewhere else they could they would just probably say oh we prayed to zeus and he struck you guys down so, like, again, they'd probably bring religion into it, all right? Oh, hey, what's up, Logan? Welcome to the chat. You, you, got, you got promoted to chat, huh? <laughs> Demoted, you mean? No, have you, <laughs> have you seen when people get fired from, their, uh, from, like, fast food restaurants? And, like, congrats, you got promoted to customer? Uh, anyways, uh, nukes during the Crusades. That would be fucking crazy. That's what I was going to say next. Okay, so, like, the, cru- the end of Crusades. So, I'm thinking, yeah. like, 1443, fall of Constantinople, right? They're already introducing the cannon and black powder into that kind of a warframe, like they've something that they've never seen before, and then all of a sudden, the sun. <laughs> I mean, think about it like this though: when there's a plague going on, right? They're like, "Oh, we God, could kill did, it with God didn't like you." Istanbul to Constantinople, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm thinking. If my first thought went to the 1300s with Leif Erikson. Yeah. Are you off on your time frames? Is it 1300s? I think you're off, buddy. How far? Because Lewis Lee Erikson, he was a during bubonic Viking era. Blade. Yeah, bubonic. No, Lee. Fuck. God damn it. I honestly, I don't know. I mean, I I feel like that's off, but you know, regardless. So like, that's still. Beginning of the Renaissance is what you're going at. A few f- hundred years. Uh, 1970. A.D. Yeah. Okay. A.D. Okay. Yeah. So the end of the Viking era. Okay. Not yet Renaissance. Okay. No, no, no. Christopher Columbus. So 1492. He okay. shows up and he is like, look at all these fucking tan motherfuckers. Boom. I'm sorry. I, uh, that was your grandparents. Too Paul. soon. Uh, fuck you. They <laughs> 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 oh, already enslaved us. First of all, he got here. He wasn't going to be like, let's kill all these perfectly good workers. Because he got here and he was like, these guys are ignorant. They don't even know what swords are. We're going to make them slaves. So, like, what's worse, killing them all and taking their land or enslaving them all and taking their land? I think it would be an interesting study. When you were bringing up the Bronze Age, like all these guys say there was a war going on. Well, there there was, was a lot of wars going there was on. A lot of war, yeah. <laughs> let's say, uh, let's say the Romans, right? That's not the Bronze Age. That's much later. <laughs> that's the Iron Age. I'm not, I'm not the history guy. Give me a Bronze Age people. Okay, Greece, uh, Persia. Okay, and let's give me a war. Okay, you have the battle between the Mycenaeans and the Trojans, the classical Trojan War. Okay, so let's say instead of a Trojan horse, they were like, hey, here's, here's the sun. <laughs> Wait, there's no town left. The wall's gone. <laughs> uh, again, I think it would be a, 
if, if you could go back in time and it wouldn't fuck up history, right? You, you wouldn't have to worry about people growing a third leg or you never existing. But reaching off the time space continuum. <laughs> what if what if one day scientists are able to go back into time just to test shit, but it doesn't fuck with history like or, you know, the current time frame and they could come back and like, oh, nothing happened. But we found we found out a nuke does cool things to people that are wearing bronze armor, you know. It, 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 what, imagine if it was so bad, like you dropped it and there was like everyone's wearing bronze, but they're just at the right distance away where it's almost like Pompeii. Their metal just like melts to them. And then you just have like these bronze people standing everywhere forever. I mean, it'd be kind of like the uh, Chinese army, right? No, that's terracotta. That's not actual people in there, though. That's, no, that's sculpted. Isn't. Yeah, which Pompeii is, is the, we need to talk those about are that. fucking people like in that bitch, you know. A volcano caused that. <laughs> there are people in that bitch. <laughs> I wonder how many other places have people in that bitch, you know? Oh, there's a lot of people in that. That we bitch. don't know about. Logan you actually know, brought one up. Uh I don't know, you know who's on the chat, Logan. <laughs> Logan, if you're in the chat still, put it in there. Um, you know who doesn't have people on that bitch? I think it was South America. They were using infrared, and they found a whole new civilization. It was. Like, it was South America and uh, Malaysia. So in the Malaysian area, they were able to find a whole new civilization that they have. Slash, uh, you know, no, we wouldn't say civilization because we don't know much about it yet. But a very large section of land where you could. They did infrared, and they did what is it? Granomographs. I'm, I'm fucking that whole word that they're using up. But you can go through the jungle. And they're seeing things that aren't debris or brush. So you're not, it's taking out all living organic material. So trees, brush, you know, waterways, all of that's gone. And then you can see indentations into the ground and you can make out like houses, large areas, large cities, so on and so forth. And we've used them in the Amazon basin. We've used them in the Malaysian area. We use them in India. I mean, we use them all the time now. It's helped us find a lot of, you know, lost cities that we didn't even know about do you think people of different so let's for example use like the uh, the mayans right let's use yes. the mayans let's use um uh, fuck that's the best i can think right now okay just use the mayans let's, i'll let's throw one out there after that yeah let's use the mayans say they're about to overthrow right and which they did all the time right they killed yeah. their leaders um, they're like, hey, let's go ahead and uh, give him a nuke and see what he does with it. Do you think they'll use the nuke to continue to stay in power? So like, no, oh, so here's, here's making problem. enough sacrifices. Look over in that direction. Next thing you know, it's his son. Right. But here's the thing. Like, in order to stay in power, you'd almost have to show, like, in, in any classic civilization where you have ultimate power, you're a king or a godly figure. Um, in order to stop people from uprising, you had to either invoke the fear of you or the fear of the, the, your divine. So like if he was going to do it, I don't think the person would use it against their people. I think they would use it as a show of demonstration, like a show of force, like watch this. I can, I am God. I can, you know, unleash the sun. Everyone look over here. Pa-pam. And then they're like, Oh my God, he actually did it. We don't want him to do it here. Like, that's the way I, I mean, would there probably be some sick twisted fuckers? Like if you gave Hitler a nuke, which they were, they were working on that. During World War II, could you imagine if the Nazis got in a nuclear arsenal before the U.S. or Russia? You'd be oh, killed off. Killed off. What do you mean, Great Britain? 
the the whole country of England would not exist. It would just be a crater. Like There's he was wholeheartedly wanting to get rid of that whole island. There's a Shit. good possibility it could still happen. You have to remember, this man was a guy that hated France What's and up, Paris <laughs> so much. He hated the Parisians so much that he told his leaders in Paris when the Allied forces landed at Normandy and they were storming inland that, that with no uncertain terms, that Paris will be held or destroyed. So they were planning on when it was going to be taken to absolutely dismantle and destroy the entire city of Paris. The only reason that didn't happen is the leader of, I'm not going to pronounce his name, it's terribly long and horribly German, uh, said that I am the savior of Paris. I am not going to do this. Like He, he pretty much went against, his, against Hitler and knew, knew he was losing. He was like, fuck that, I ain't blowing the city up. I'm not going to be known in history as the guy who destroyed this city. So, I mean, there's worse situations. But if that man would have found a nuke, who knows what would have fucking happened. Um, my family would have probably been like 50-50 cut off. Yours probably wouldn't exist. What does that mean? Look at you. I know, uh, yeah, you're right. I'm the perfect... You're the perfect? Yeah. I'm yeah. the perfect! Okay, that's no, no, not no. fucking wrong. Fucking, who was it? It was Mr... I'm gonna say his name because he did say it. And look, if he gets fired, don't fire him. Don't go, don't cancel him. Actually, I'm not gonna say it. Mr. W, I'll just leave it at that. He was my history teacher. He said, Connery, you'd be the perfect, perfect candidate for the SS Luftwaffe. I was like, what's that mean? And he was like, look at you. You're the perfect cesarean race. Uh, I was like, oh, so he put me in a chair in the middle of the classroom and he used a tape measure to like measure the distance of my nose, my ears, my eyes, the color of my eyes, the color of my skin, the color of my hair. And he was like, Hitler would love you. Uh, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm, I'm being used as an example. This is phenomenal. Anyways, uh, let's go back to Johnson Atoll. Let's talk about that because the firsthand accounts I have yet to get into and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try reading them uh in a way that conveys emotion uh even though most of the time people say i'm an emotionless bastard uh so let's start with no one. so this is uh j arthur moore from a book uh called the johnson atoll a unique military resource quote i heard a voice from the control tower say detonation in five seconds then in blackness there was a light so bright that it temporarily blinded me I felt a huge pressure wave that seemed to just lift me off my feet. And that was a quote by James R. Taylor, who is a participant of what's called Bluegill Triple Prime, a nuclear test on Johnson Atoll in 1962. Could you imagine that, right? You and, I, you and I have fucked around with Tannerite. We fucked around with... Love al it. Al aluminum and... Uh, well, the works, the works bottle. Works, works bottle, all works bottles. Oh my God, that was that's aluminum. It works soap, and then you put them in a plastic. Oh, I'm literally explaining this, and I feel like I shouldn't. And you shake it and run. You shouldn't. And it, yeah. Regardless, um, do, not, it, do not do this. Do you not do that. List. You'll be on a list. Anyways, the the pressure wave that blows through your body, you're like, whoa, real quick, whoa. It's sort of like being, if you've ever bought fireworks at an Indian reservation and you're lighting them off and they're mortars and one of them accidentally, you know, blows up too quick. And next thing you know, like Catherine in the background screaming because she lost a finger and you're standing right next to it. Your eyebrows are gone, but you, you're like, 
you're still there, but you're like, holy shit, that just happened. Now imagine like being... when someone throws a paint can in a fire and everyone runs away. We have a video of that. Yes, we do. That was fucking John's hilarious. dumbass. But imagine being lifted off of your feet by one of those. Like, uh, what was the most recent massive explosion that just happened? And uh, it was in Beirut, right? The um, fertilizer. It, it was a fertilizer explosion. They had um, us. Uh, Yes, that was in 2020. Remember, it was all viral because it literally looked like a nuclear explosion. There was uh, some jet skiers out in the water taking video of it uh, of it on fire at the time, and then it erupted, and you could they could hear and feel the shockwave from over uh, 250 miles away or something absolutely ridiculous. So I mean, yeah, That's that crazy. was a that was a big a big amount of an explosion. But you have to think, fertilizer. Uh, I think it's nitrogen is what they use. They have a high pressurized amount of nitrogen inside of fertilizer. So that's a very, that's one of the most uh, explosive compounds on the planet. So, I mean, yeah, I can understand that. I think it's uh, nitrogen, hydrogen, and oxygen are the most fossatile, whatever you want to say. My words. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Those! Uh, I wasn't great at chemistry. That's my brother's forte. Knowing what he does now, you're not wrong. Uh, Uh, So here's another quote. This is from a Thomas W. Bartlett. I'm sorry, I'm burping. Burp it out. Let it go. Fucking Fucking send her, bub. Give her her a tug, bub. Cheers Um, for for all those fertilizers out there. Cheers, you can. So love you. Thank you guys for listening to Drunk Discussions. Um, Here's the quote. Uh, One of the things that stands out in my mind is the incredible noise. When they shot off one of the bigger missiles, you could feel the entire island shake. And this is from Thomas uh, W. Bartlett, who served as an officer on the Johnson Atoll in the 1960s. So basically, you see the sun, you get lifted off of your feet, and then it feels like the ground is crumbling apart. Imagine that. That, It'd be... I couldn't. I couldn't. Is this just for a nuke or just explosions in general? These are them testing nuclear missiles. So, yeah, I could only imagine from where they're at, because there's always videos of, I'm pretty sure it was at that atoll where it's in the water, uh, and you have the multiple ships that they've docked around there at different distances to see how far this ship could stay out of range for keeping structural integrity, right? right. You know, like, if this ship was, you know, 200 kilometers away, is it fine? Or is it 100 kilometers away, is it fine? Uh, so they would periodically have different ships of different size caliper ships stationed away from this atoll. Um, I would love to have seen that. I mean, you had to wear glasses to watch it because like, it's so bright. Well, uh, you're so far away. You're, it was underwater. Like, it, I'm doing the Trump motion. The, yeah. the explosive. It was it was underwater. underwater. But uh, the water yeah. still jettisoned out. Like we all know that picture where it's just nothing. It launches and then all of a sudden you just see like this white evaporation. It's like a water. It's a fast turd, and the water touches the sphincter. You you know what we're talking. Besides about. Every, kiss. Yeah, we all we've all been there. Anyways, so that was all from the book Johnson Atoll, a unique military resource. Another book called uh, Pacific Warbirds: The Johnson Island and the Wake Island Airfields by Al Adcock. It's like an advertisement on your cock. Um, here's a quote. When I arrived on Johnson Island, I was shocked by just how isolated it was. It was a long way from home, and we were completely cut off by the outside world. That was from Michael Connolly, who served on the Johnson Atoll in the 1970s. Still very, very, like, 
the 70s for most people nowadays is like pretty rele- relevant right if you were born in the 90s or right. late 80s um you start getting in the 60s you're like ah oh, i'm fucking boomers you know uh anyways uh let's continue down i remember the heat and the humidity on wake island it was incredibly challenging to work in those conditions but we were all there to do a job and we did it the best of our abilities that was by bill paxton who served on uh, wake island during world war ii so i'm actually looking at this right so the, the most majority of the nukes that were used and tested at the atoll right were equivalent to the Fat Man, which was dropped on Nagasaki, or the Lincor, uh, tested by the French. So that's a right around 1,000 1, kilotons of TNT, right? That's it? This is the, no, no, listen to this. So we think that's crazy, right? 1,000 kilotons of TNT. That's a lot. That's a big-ass explosion. Um, the Russians tested their SAR bomb, which is the hydrogen bomb, in Kazakhstan. That is... 50,000 kilotons of TNT, the largest bomb ever created. So, like, when everyone says, like, oh, you know, we tested these bombs, we did all these things, if you look at a picture scale size, right, um, the Fat Man and Little Boy that were dropped on, you know, Nagasaki and Hiroshima are minuscule pins when it comes to the grand scheme of the level of how explosive these bombs were compared to the SAR bomb. Like, it's it's absolutely astonishing. Sorry, I think I cut out there. No, we heard you. You're good. Okay, it's absolutely astonishing. If you can have a time to look up the photo. So the, the plume cloud or mushroom cloud was able to reach the stratosphere. That's crazy. That's absurd. So, like, think about this. I'll do another analogy for you. The little boy and fat man were right around air kind of air, 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 like under 50, uh, right above 15,000 feet or above uh, under 20,000. The SARS bomb, when exploded, reached over 65,000 feet. Wow, an extra 45,000 feet. That's, that's a, lot, a of feet. lot of, yeah, that's a lot of feet. That's a lot of explosion. That's a lot of difference. Um, so like. And they didn't do that in the water. They did that right on land. They're like, Kazakhstan, yeah, let's blow it to shit. <laughs> like, you think I could not imagine. Do you think there's rocks and or organic material shot into space because of nuclear bombs? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You have to think the large, that, the, the, the Maltosars bomb, so there's five of them that they did in their testings. The smallest one was the one that I said. The largest one, which is a SARS-5 bomb launched in 1961, its mushroom cloud reached 200,000 feet. That's a lot of feet. That's a, that's a, again, an airline cruiser goes at 30,000 feet. And a lot of you have been on a plane. Think about that. You imagine 30,000 feet. Now you can only fathom 200,000 feet. It's literally touching the upper echelons of our entire atmosphere. There's no atmosphere at that. No, like it's touching all of it. It reached the entire length of our entire atmosphere. Imagine prairie dog and a turd. That's exactly what it's like. Um, I've got one more book and these are quotes. So the last one really didn't talk about nukes. This one's talking more about the fallout effects or the contamination. So it's from a book called Run It Down, Crackdown on America's Atomic Waste by Rebecca Moss. Rebecca Moss reads a bell for me for some reason. 
I can't remember why, but it does. Uh, I think I've read one of her books. Anyways, I remember seeing the holes in the ground when they've been buried, uh, when they buried the radioactive waste. It was a shocking sight. It made me realize how little they knew about the long-term consequences of nuclear testing. That was a, the, and these are all quotes. This one was from Tony DeBrum, a former Marshall Islands government official. The next quote is, the people who were involved in the nuclear testing were treated as expendable, which is a fucking weird feeling. We've all been there. Uh, right. They were never given any information about the risks and dangers, and they were never adequately compensated for the harm that was done to them. That was a quote from Jack uh, Nindenthal. I'm probably fucked that up. I'm sorry. A film art maker and resident of the Marshall Islands. He may be alive any. Uh, he may not be alive anymore because of cancer or some shit. Who knows? Uh, but if you're still alive, out of, who knows? Cancer? Yeah, it might be it. Jack, hey, appreciate you. Me off. Uh, anyways, <laughs> oh, fuck, I'm horrible. Uh, so imagine like the movie scene holes. That's the opening scene. Like. Yeah, they're like shit's buried here. They're like it's it's don't don't come to this island is what they're saying um but yeah so the, guys we talked a little bit about project plowshare we talked about the johnson atoll there's reviews that i i encourage you and i implore you to read because they're they're pretty fucking funny we talked about the red booby we talked about the blue booby we talked about your boobies so it's a good day do you think there's a cross-pollinated booby that's both red and blue? First of all, pollinated isn't the word I would use. This isn't a fucking bumblebee, Connery. Birds and the bees, 101. <laughs> Do you think these blue boobies exist because of bombs? Do you no, think they bombed? weren't here before. Now, so if there not... was an orange booby, we'd have a problem. Ooh, imagine a purple booby. booby. You couldn't see it. Yeah, it, could, it would just be a blue booby. It'd be a, like a royal booby. A, a royal booby. <laughs> a royal booby. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, guys, oh. thank you so much for listening to Drunk Discussions podcast. Uh, be sure to tune in every single Saturday. If you want to watch us live, uh, the YouTube video does end up going live eh, sometimes Saturday night, maybe Sunday. Uh, be sure to check out our merchandise. You can find the links on YouTube, on our podcast, wherever podcasts can be found. The official podcast itself, uh, you're going you're gonna to see a lot of things if you were to watch it live that aren't on the actual so give Podcast. us a follow, give us a like, tell yeah. your friends, help us grow. We're growing because of you guys. We do this because of you guys. And that being said, we have gotten some emails and I'm stressed out to us about getting some different kinds of merchandise, like hats and stuff. We're working on it. It's a work in progress. We'll get there. Regardless, we do this because of you guys. So thank you. Hey guys, we love you. Peace. Peace.